0: Just the thought of somebody going in my stead, fighting a battle that I didn't want to fight or couldn't fight at the
1: time, and not coming back from that, that's what this day is for. But it's not just about that they died. It's about what they died for.
0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 14. What's up, dudes. So, <clears throat> man. Also, happy Memorial Day. Yeah. since we're recording on Memorial Day, we'll uh, talk about it a little bit. <laughs> we'll give some news real quick to about the vice president. So if you haven't heard, she had a tweet, a really stupid one, involving Memorial Day. This, well, I don't. It's not a weekend because Memorial Day is always on a Monday. I don't know why they call it. I mean, I guess why a they call weekend. it a weekend. Yeah. A well, no, it's not a long weekend because you can't say that anymore because now you just. well so her tweet said enjoy the long weekend with a candid photo of herself which underscores even more the self-centeredness of you know politicians in general Mm -hmm. but especially i mean specifically her um so max what is memorial day
1: well yeah first off let me just touch on that (laughs) uh on that tweet um yeah Look, it's tone deaf, it's dumb. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, it's not something to get outraged about. Um a lot of people say well here, let me let me put it this way. Uh you started off by saying happy memorial day. Yeah. And uh I've seen some people post things like, Happy and Memorial Day do not belong in the same sentence together. So there's people that get a little touchy about this
0: yeah. holiday.
1: Uh, and understandably so, sure. but I think it needs to be measured appropriately. So that's what gets me into wanting to talk about what Memorial Day is all about. I yeah. don't think that uh, uh, VP Harris uh, deserves any more attention than this right. uh, as it relates to this holiday. So let's focus more on what we yeah. should be doing uh, right. for Memorial Day, what what it's really about. So, of course... Memorial Day is about those who lost their lives, so it's different from Veterans Day, where Veterans Day is about anybody who uh, who uh, has served. Yeah, people like us who has <laughs> served uh, and and hung up the uniform. Memorial Day yep. is about the people who uh, never get got to hang up their uniform. Yeah. So, the thing that I want to, uh, of course, you you know, you want to remember them, um, but it's not just about that they died; it's about what they died for. Right. Keeping in mind that I understand that the federal government has made some very, very poor decisions about uh, how they handle foreign uh, foreign policy and particularly how they have uh, maybe inserted troops improperly in situations or maybe not right. inserted them in situations where they should have. So separate the decisions of the government from the people who actually do the job. Yep. The people who actually do the job do it for... Uh, for the country they do yep. it for our uh, shared values uh, the shared values that we seem to not share anymore <laughs> which is really getting frustrating but yeah um but for for freedom right and the thing that frustrates me just in general uh is that freedom i remember freedom growing up was a very ambiguous term it still is um it's more ambiguous now yeah. well actually even now, um, I don't hear the left or Democrats talk about freedom anymore. Oh no! It yeah, doesn't even. Gone. It doesn't even. So that's what I mean. Like back then, it was just an ambiguous. Yeah. Hey, freedom. You know, right. we love freedom, and freedom is great, and all. But um, since since the, I mean, I guess since uh, Obama, really. I mean, just the the, yeah. the word freedom just doesn't come out of their mouths. Kinda even they don't even, they don't even they uh, don't even give it lip service. Right. Which is you know, it's frustrating. <laughs> For I sure. think it's worth remembering that these people who died signed up to protect your freedoms. Yeah. And it's also worth, if you want to honor them, I think one of the best that what I'd like to do is reflect on what freedom actually means. Yeah. Because some people will say freedom to me is uh, the ability to do whatever I want without having to worry about... Uh, medical care because the government's going to take care of that for me right I mean that's what it means to you but that's not what freedom actually means right you know so uh, uh, freedom is free to uh, to be subject to the consequences of your own actions good or bad
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and I just I just think that we we can honor uh, the the uh, people who died for our freedoms, by acknowledging freedom and mm-hmm. talking about what it actually means, yeah, because otherwise it gets lost, right? You know, right. We're, we're talking about any more freedom to people if they ever, if they even do say the word, they mean free stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is not yeah. what the original intent was, <laughs> right? And I think that conversation is getting lost. I think if you want to honor people who died for your freedoms, the best thing you can do is talk about what freedom actually is. And also keep in mind, mm-hmm. the uh, the military's job, um, again, whether or not the government is actually uh, using them properly to do this, but yeah. they're what they're there for, what they exist for, is to protect your freedoms. Yeah. But it's your job to keep those freedoms. Right. So if you're not honoring those freedoms, why are these people dying? Mm-hmm. Right? If you're not honoring and keeping these freedoms, why are these people dying for it? Right. So that's, that's the solemn So I do, th- and I don't want to say all this to get people, make people feel guilty or anything no, like no. that. I, I, um, I, I do, I have no problem with cookouts on Memorial Day. No. Uh, I have no problem with happy Memorial Day. I have right. no problem with people enjoying the break, enjoying the, enjoying the long weekend. I mean, I don't really, that's why yeah. I didn't, I mean, it's tone deaf. And I mean, yeah, it is I don't know what she, ignorant. well, yeah, I suppose. I just don't. I don't know. It doesn't bother me as much. I understand why people maybe it does, yeah. particularly because uh, people like her have a pattern of right. not uh, showing honor to this country and to yeah. the people that died for it. So um, it's for her, it's more of a pattern of behavior than it right. is this one thing. For I, sure, I think. For sure, no. Yeah, but there's absolute truth. But there. I do think I have no. I don't think there's anything wrong with people going out and enjoying no. the day, kayaking. Yeah. uh, uh Doing a cookout, you know, you know, spreading it, you know, spreading good vibes, having a good time, you yeah. know, and making it a good, happy, cheerful day. I think it right. should be. Yeah. I don't think it should be all, um, somber. you know, somber <laughs> and remorse and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I don't think that's how you. I don't think that's necessary to honor the people who died. But what right. I do think is necessary, as I've uh, covered, is just to acknowledge what they died for and give it some good thought and have a good discussion about it with people. What does freedom actually mean? What did these people die for and what are you doing to preserve it yourself?
0: Right. Yeah. No, I... This is one of these holidays that people see on the calendar and it's like, ooh, day off work. It's like, you know, in the long weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. this is... This this holiday carries far more weight. To me... The whole long weekend thing, fine, whatever. Like, I just roll my eyes at it because it is just silly. At the same time, have the understanding of, in this country, we designated a day that carries far more weight to it than, say, Labor Day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's my problem with reducing it to just a long weekend, quote-unquote. But, again, I don't get all worked up about it at the same time because there's no no reason for that. And trying not to get emotional (laughs) because... Uh, this is one of these holidays that's very special to me uh, because of my service, but because of family's member service, because uh, I've had family members almost die in Iraq. I've had family members almost die in Kuwait. I've had, um, you know, so thank God that they didn't. Um, but just the thought of somebody going in my stead, fighting a battle that I didn't want to fight or couldn't fight at the time, that's what, and not coming back from that, that's where, that's what this day is for. It really demonstrates the cost.
1: Exactly. Right? You really, you really exactly. see the cost of things. The I mean, cost
0: of human life mm-hmm. that we have given, you know, you hear as with in, uh, in regards to the Middle East, that, oh, well, blood and treasure and all this other kind of stuff. Well, the, the first part of that whole thing is blood. People are dying. Yep. Human beings. Somebody you didn't know who signed up uh with a blank check given to america that's what we hear all the time in in the Mm -hmm. military you sign a blank check to the country and uh you may it (laughs) it can cost you up to and including your life thinking back you know almost nearly all of us if not all of us have some uh family member ancestor who (laughs) didn't come back from a national war at this Mm -hmm. point um, unless you're a recent immigrant to this country so, this holiday really affects all of us at one level or another. You may not have known that person. But that doesn't mean that their sacrifice was any less.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's that's the thing. The the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, a memorial for people that we don't know who were killed. Yeah. Just broaden that that aspect because that was uh, World War One, I, I believe. Um, but broaden that out to modern day. I mean. Since World War One, we've had World War Two. We've had Korea, Vietnam, Desert Storm.
1: Desert Storm Two. Desert Storm Two. <laughs> Afghanistan War. Yeah, and then I the, mean, think of and all then the of countless these people. smaller operations and right. everything else that.
0: you know. Right. All of these people gave their lives. They didn't come yeah. home to their kids. They didn't come home to their wives. They didn't come home to whoever their family. Yeah, and remember, remember them today.
1: Yeah, um, and I, I, I'll just say again, uh, I understand that there are. Uh, criticisms of those war, and I share a lot of those criticisms sure. of those wars. Um, but that that's a different thing. So you should, yeah. you should always separate that when you're honoring Memorial Day. Yeah. Because uh, the, again, the soldier focus on the soldier's motivations, yep. not the government's motivations or policies or any of that. Focus on the soldier's motivations because those are maybe they're not necessary. Maybe maybe the specific mission that they're doing isn't actually helping. Uh, protect us maybe it's hurting us Um, there are arguments to be made where that happens but that's not but they went in with that in mind that was their intent and you can and you can say for sure that uh, that 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 um, the military has done a lot to at least preserve a good uh, portion of our uh, freedoms if nothing else our sovereignty so that we could focus on protecting our freedoms but again it's your freedoms to lose right um, or keep you just you, you get to decide that so uh, again i think yeah yeah i hope y'all y- y'all are going to hear this after memorial day is already over <laughs> but i hope y'all really did genuinely i hope you enjoyed it yeah um i i, I hope you had uh fun with your family your friends i hope you Absolutely. you know had some beers and played some cornhole and just you know did some swimming kayak whatever whatever good time you wanted to do I have nothing against any of that. I think some people get, like I said, a little touchy about that stuff, and I don't think you need to be touchy about it. I think you just need to say, instead of focusing on complaining about people, you know, uh, taking the day for granted, just focus on telling them what they sh- what they could be doing. Yeah. Which again, give some thought and some consideration, and have some discussions about what freedom is and what these people died for. That's just an example of something that I think you could do. That, I mean, if you spent Five minutes having that discussion, and the rest of the uh, yeah. rest of the day drinking beer and cooking burgers. Right. I mean, you've done you know vastly more than most people. I would exactly. Say. So, <laughs> so just w- when these holidays come around, I mean, yeah, you missed it, but you still have time. Just because because it's not Memorial Day doesn't mean you you know can't sit there and reflect well, yeah. on these things. So yeah. so consider those uh, whenever whenever these holidays come around. Consider what they're about, um, and enjoy the and then enjoy the rest of the day. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Fear not, dear listener. The path to enlightenment is before you. Leave the darkness behind. Open your eyes. Grab your spears. And rush your teeth. For you will be led to the battlefield, armed with sharp minds and fresh breath. Stand by.
1: If we do not-
0: show where we honor our fallen heroes and the sacrifice that they've made for our freedom. One small part of a larger movement for freedom, pressured into silence by a culture that seeks nothing less than total obedience, your hosts, Scott and Max, are here to help you to find the courage and resources to become uncancelable. This is Cancelled Out. All right, let's get into some quickies. So, campaign twenty twenty four is getting hitting the road with Trump. <laughs> yeah. He's getting ready to hit the campaign
1: trail. I, I think he's coming to Ohio. Is he? I, uh, didn't I see don't know. I don't know if anything. he's decided for sure what city, but I think uh, really? Ohio is on the list. Of I'm sure it is. Florida for sure. Yeah, Ohio.
0: I'm sure it is because so. Ohio's a battleground state, Ooh. and we like to screw everything up. Uh, <laughs> hey, we did pretty good yeah. this last election. This last election, we did all right, but mm-hmm. we, that still got screwed up. Uh, so yeah. yeah, the former mm-hmm. president's expected to begin holding rallies at the earliest next month. He's held a, a fundraiser for his Make America Great Again Super PAC, which has just been established, and he's going to North Carolina, which is another battleground state, for their Republican their state Republican convention to headline. Uh, ooh, speaking of the military, woke army. So, well,
1: hold up. I got a question. Just, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just going back to the, the Trump stuff. Yeah. Because right, we've talked about this a lot where we still aren't really convinced that he's going to run. Yeah. But if he's fundraising, what, people are. He could create a pack for whoever the candidate eventually is. I know. Is. But, but, I mean, I'm just. Just in terms of how people react to it. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? If, if you do all this fundraising and then you don't run, I mean, maybe. You do something that still works out in people's... Yeah. I'm just curious how that plays yeah, out. You know I, I mean, yeah, it just I, makes me think that maybe he is running because... I mean... That'd be a, a hell of a I, letdown to all these people that are giving him money right now. Yeah. If he didn't end, end up running. I fully
0: expect him to be of the mindset of, that he's running mm-hmm. and fully expect him to behave like he's running. Whether or not that comes down to actually running when it yeah. comes to 2024, I'm not... I'm still skeptical. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still skeptical. still not convinced. But... The but fundraisers, yes. the rallies, yes. all that
1: kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. Well, you know, I think he's and gotta, if he keeps that up and keeps that momentum. Yeah, going, he's like, got to keep the it, momentum. It's, it's almost like once you get to that point, how can you not run if he has that kind of momentum all through to twenty twenty four? Right, but depending on his
0: health too, could be a big factor as well. Sure. Um, yep, that's the other thing because he's because he old. he is old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so woke army is expanding the uh, allowable hairstyles for women. Uh, they're now allowed to wear hair and ponytails to the middle of their shoulder blades instead of a bun, uh, which they were forced to wear when we were in. Um, this is due to acknowledging that the bun can induce hair loss in women. <laughs> so, I guess okay, I don't necessarily but, have an issue with that. Right. As, as somebody who has dealt with hair loss... For more than half of his life, at this point, I yeah. I understand. But also, this was a weird one. Also allowed in this whole like change of uh, and more allowable styles is clear nail polish for men.
1: Yeah, now that's where it's like okay, right? Like where did that come from?
0: All of this stuff about women, and then
1: all of a sudden at the very end, it was like and eh, also clear nail polish for men. Well, you know, also <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, 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 the the ponytail thing. I, I mean, I could see the argument for you know women don't want to lose their hair. I get it. Okay, um, but yeah, I don't even know that women should be wearing makeup in uniform. Right.
0: Yeah. There, a, a part of this too was earrings and
1: or earrings all or any of this of that kind stuff. of stuff. Yeah.
0: Because well, because the whole at least what we were taught was the entire purpose of the uniform and the look and everything was everybody was supposed to look identical. That's why it's called a uniform. Right.
1: For uniformity, right? That's what that's about. Yes. So I understand that like so, men and women can't necessarily wear exactly the same thing, but it should be as close as possible right. to the same thing, with uh, very right. little, um, yeah, in the way of, of accessories, right? We'll say so right. necklaces. Okay, uh, a religious necklace is one thing. Dog chains, things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like earrings, right? Um, uh, 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 or even rings other than a wedding band, right? and any of that stuff, bracelets, It just- Bracelets. Bracelets. All that it just, stuff. It just seems to me that at some point, it becomes a joke. And when men are wearing nail polish now in, the, in uniform, <laughs> right? I think we're well past the point of the military becoming a yeah. uh, joke as an institution. Right. Not, of course, we just talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. honoring people who no, serve, absolutely, though. not talking about the people who serve. I I'm mean, talking about the yeah. institution that is establishing this woke military crap that yeah. Uh, I'm sure is just going to have uh, the Taliban shaken in their boots <laughs> right. when they see some guy with this, these long red, you know, can't dial a phone fingernails coming at him. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah,
0: it's it. This is insanity. Um, so Florida, we talked about this law passing their legislature, uh, but Ron DeSantis this past week has signed it into law about the. Uh, bill that will fine social media companies that bar political candidates in Florida. Uh, And it's going to be illegal to bar a candidate for a state office for more than 14 days. An example of this would be the permanent ban on Trump. And companies will be fined $250,000 a day for cases where they ban statewide office candidates and then there's lower fines for other offices. So just so so I
1: understand, does that mean then that um, Trump... Uh, will if they, if this if this all goes through, Trump will ev- eventually get his Twitter back, right? Well, this already went. This went through.
0: Um, so does that
1: mean Trump is going to get his Twitter back, no. on, or are they just going to pay the fines? No.
0: Uh, yeah, I would assume. Well, but Trump is not a candidate at this point. When he becomes a
1: candidate, though, right? He it could or if yeah he becomes a candidate. It could happen. So. Um, And the interesting thing on that is just because it's in Florida doesn't mean it doesn't have uh, nationwide, you know, uh, implications, right? Because, I mean, the only thing they can do is say, okay, fine, well, we'll just uh, enforce it uh, everywhere but Florida, which is kind of hard to do. I mean, you can, but it's hard to do technologically. Uh, But also, um, once he's on there and actually talking you know people are going to be paying attention the media oh, yeah? in particular they're going to love it you know they're missing oh, yeah. they're missing him like crazy right now I was gonna say, so you know they're going to co- yeah you know they're going to cover it so it's not like yeah. he's at that point it's like it's going to make no difference that you enforce it anywhere else so right. if 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 it happens in Florida and they give up on that fight in Florida then it it's going to it's going to be the rest of the country too so yeah yeah uh, Morgan Wallen
0: wins 2021 Billboard Music Awards, despite being banned from appearing on the show. <laughs> this is from E. He, he won three awards, and the three top awards, really, for uh, country music, uh, or at least the males in country music. But he won t- Top Country Artist, which is a male and mm-hmm. female category, Top Country Male Artist, which is a male-only category, obviously, and the Top Country Album Awards. He was nominated for six, took home three, so not bad for, you know, your first time around at the uh, award shows. But he was barred by a neighbor, you, you might remember the story, he was barred by a neighbor leaking a video um, where he was drunk coming home from a night out with buddies and whatever using a racial slur.
1: So I assume it was the ninja word? Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, right. So whatever kind of a kind of a middle finger back to uh the music industry yeah and again (laughs) i'm gonna keep asking this every time stories like this come up but what's the worst thing you guys have ever said before you get all worked up about a racial slur right what's the worst thing you've ever said and uh and 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 then come back to me uh until then i just i don't want to hear any any stupid outrage yeah Uh, Key impeachment witness from Washington Post. Key impeachment witness
0: Gordon Sondland sues Mike Pompeo in the U.S. for $1.8 million in legal fees. So he was the former ambassador to the European Union, if you remember him in the hearings. And he alleges Pompeo went back on his promise that the State Department would pay his legal fees in relation to the Ukraine investigation and the impeachment hearings. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. There, there's there's yeah. not really a whole lot of information out there right now. No, but, but that guy the government but. that
1: that guy basically uh, exonerated Trump. If yeah, you remember? He, if you yeah, remember, he really did. Uh, yeah, he did. I mean, he went up to try yeah. to, to try to testify against right. him, but he, in his testimony, he effectively exonerated him. Yeah, so. yeah, it
0: was kind of yeah
1: silly. And uh, you can also, go back if you want to go back and rehash uh, that whole thing from last year. There is a uh, chronicles timeline on the impeachment of Trump from last year. There you go. Uh, also from the Washington Post, the prosecutor in the Trump criminal probe convenes a grand jury
0: to hear evidence and weigh potential charges. So this comes from, of course, the Manhattan District Attorney is convening a grand jury to decide whether to indict Donald Trump, other company execs, or his business itself.
1: More witch hunt.
0: Right, and it's gonna—they're gonna sit for three days a week for six months to hear. Uh, multi, there's. Of course, we don't know specifically what, but apparently it's going to be multiple cases of God knows what and whatever, and they're going to come to some kind of decision. So this is a great, uh, great waste of taxpayer money. (laughs) But some more uplifting news. Adam Vinatieri, the NFL's all-time leading scorer, retires after a 24-year career with the Patriots and Colts.
1: That's a long time. Super long time. Like he's been, he Isn't been it the playing... average like four to six years or something like that for any given yeah. NFL player? Maybe ten, maybe close to ten. Because it's yeah, because yeah. it's such a it's such a it's such, wears on your body like significant. Yeah, well, the, know, the benefit that he years? had, holy crap. Yeah, but he's a, he was
0: a kicker. So he had that benefit. Oh. But okay. even
1: for so a kicker... Shows what I know. Right.
0: But even for a kicker... Still a long time. It's a long, He's been playing NFL football since I've been watching football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally the same year he started the NFL, I started watching football in 1996. But he, this is the cool part. If you don't know the Adam Ventieri story, it's actually really cool. He came into the NFL in 96 as an undrafted free agent. So he... Is the only person responsible for getting into the league? So he wasn't drafted, he just kind of showed up and tried out, and they took him. Hmm. Yeah, and he spent 10 seasons with the Patriots and 14 seasons with the Colts, and he's hit 14 game winning kicks, which is tied most for all time. So
1: that's pretty wild. Yeah,
0: awesome career. He's gonna be in the hall one of these days, whenever he's eligible. And uh good luck on to whatever he has left um in life because he man it's awesome uh the daughters of trailblazing NASA mathematician Katherine Johnson are is remembered for her legacy now this was the the lady portrayed in the hidden figures movie which I don't know anything about any of this really is really good okay. um uh, she's NASA math. Just go watch the movie. Okay. I'll explain the whole thing. <laughs> but this comes right. with <laughs> this comes with uh, the posthumous release of her memoir because uh, she she died recently. Uh, her memoir is called My Remarkable Journey. And watch the video in the in the article. It's it's pretty touching and really good hearing um, these girls talk about their mom. Kelly Clarkson is taking over Ellen's daytime TV slot by the fall of next year. Okay, cool. Like <laughs> we kind of knew that. Uh, or or kind of f- figured that was going to happen when Ellen goes off the air. So uh, Bernie Sanders, in a moment of thanks, Captain Obvious, uh, <laughs> what he wrote an, uh, an opinion piece for CNN, and the the headline is "What happens next in Congress will determine the future of the country." Duh, but. Actually, Max and Bernie agree on this point, because essentially Bernie says that it's a waste of time debating with Republicans anymore. Uh, The Democrats just need to ram stuff through and whatever else. So (laughs) apparently the debate with the right is over for
1: them. Well, I mean, (laughs) I did say that a debate requires uh, a mutual agreement on terms and all that kind of stuff. Bernie is saying exactly that there are no agreements on that, so... Yeah, Bernie, you and I are on the same page here. The debate is over. Time for us to just do what needs to be done. Yeah. We, yeah. we, don't, need to, we don't need to convince you of any of this stuff anymore. I'm done. Right. I'm done there's no need to. So,
0: right. Yep. Uh, from The Guardian, an Australian court finds the government has a duty to protect young people from the climate crisis, from climate change. hmm So this is another stroke of stupidity. Um, so eight teenagers and an 80-plus-year-old nun... Brought a case to stop the expansion of a coal mine in New South Wales, arguing that the environment minister had a common law duty to protect younger people from climate change. Now, you may ask, why in the world are we so are we worried about Australia? This kind of crap comes to our shores not long after you see this cropping up in other countries.
1: You know, so, this reminds me just of the power the, of propaganda, too. Yeah. You know, by calling it a crisis. Because, like, here's right. the thing. Whenever anybody says a crisis, most people look around and they are like, <laughs> "Right, what crisis? I mean, it's a nice day. Right, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really nice day out. You know what I mean? And uh, the sun's out, and right. you know, I mean, that's just well, what you what you're actually. I'm mean, now. People will say, I mean, of course, the 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 alarmists will be like, "Oh no, but it's bad and this, that, and the other right, thing." Right? right. But anybody who's just out there, you know, checking things out, they're like. I'm not seeing a crisis. Right. You know what I mean? Every now and then there's one when there's a hurricane or something like that. But, sure. But um, other than that, like a weather-induced crisis, I just I just don't see it. Right. But people believe there's a crisis because they use those words. The same thing with right. the so-called pandemic. You know, yeah. with the bubonic plague, it was clear there was a crisis. <laughs> right. You didn't have to go very far to see the crisis right. at hand. Right.
0: I mean, yeah, you, you could trip over dead bodies. <laughs> but
1: the only way for people to be aware of a crisis... In this world, is if people just use the word. That's the only because otherwise they would have have no clue. They would have no clue there was a crisis if it wasn't for somebody telling you there's a crisis. But again, with the bubonic plague or with a hurricane or something like that. Yeah. No one has to tell you. Right. The power of propaganda. Obvious. The power of propaganda, people. Yeah, we're not living
0: in the day after tomorrow. So. Right. Oh,
1: that was such a horrible movie. Right. God, it was a bad movie. I mean, even beyond like, the whole argument of climate change, right. just, the movie itself was just bad. Uh, Texas is making the
0: news again this week. Uh, their lawmakers passed the bill requiring the national anthem to be played by all pro sports teams before the game. So, uh, so this was dubbed the Star-Spangled Banner Protection Act, and it requires really, it requires government entities to enter a written agreement with professional sports teams affirming they will play the national anthem before games. Teams that don't comply can lose state or local subsidies or be barred from entering into future contracts with the state. So,
1: If it wasn't for the uh, subsidies, I wouldn't be a big fan of this. Right. Bill. Um, right. That's compelled speech. I'm not a fan of compelled speech. Right. Um, but at the same time, if uh if you're getting taxpayer dollars i mean maybe just get rid of the subsidies anyway like i don't well i don't need a sports team to have have my tax dollars anyway right um so i don't know i don't know it, i don't know exactly how to feel about this again yeah. if it wasn't for the subsidies i'd be like no we cannot be passing bills compelling speech right um but uh you know there's it, it wouldn't be an issue if we weren't subsidizing pro football teams uh, Eagle, so. exactly whatever uh, the, all Texas Republicans also finalize a major bill
0: of quote unquote voting limits hmm. such a bad thing so here's <laughs> the so the, this is from the New York Times this bill will specifically target balloting methods used by the country or the county which has Houston in it mm-hmm. and this is going to th- these are the terrible things that we're going to ban with this bill drive- through voting Good. Tw- 24-hour voting absentee ballots being sent to all voters mm-hmm the ban, a ban using tents, garages, mobile units, or any temporary structure as a polling location. Uh, it's going to further limit who can vote absentee, and add new ID requirements for voting by mail. All terrible things, according to the Democrats, that mm-hmm. that this is this bill is uh, limiting or banning completely. And then partisan poll watchers they want to cheat so bad, right? But I want poll <laughs> The partisan poll watchers are also going to be allowed more access and autonomy during the election and during their time when they're observing the election uh, or the counting and everything taking place. Election officials, this is also a good one, election officials can be more harshly punished if they make mistakes or break election codes and laws. Hmm. So... All great things, and the bills expected to be signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott. It was actually expected to be signed yesterday. I didn't follow up and see if it actually was, but we'll talk about that next week, I guess. Um, in a move that surprises nobody, a Virginia teacher is placed on leave after a speech disputing biological boy can be a girl and vice versa. So a phys ed teacher in Virginia was made a speech to his school board saying that he would not he would not affirm a biological girl can be a boy and vice versa. So he's following the science mm-hmm. when he says this. And then the school placed him on leave and offered no clear reason as to why the teacher was placed on leave other than saying it was a quote-unquote personal matter and they could offer quote-unquote no further
1: information. There's um, <laughs> there's a there's a similar uh, story out of Connecticut that I have in the show notes. I'm just going to go ahead and bring it out now oh, since yeah. it's so relevant. Uh, there was uh, the fastest uh, girl in Connecticut. Oh yeah. Yeah. She wrote an op-ed for USA Today.
0: Yeah.
1: Talking about how she's frustrated because she is seen as coming in second or third when she is in fact the fastest, fastest. girl in the yeah. state. Right. Um. And so she wrote this. She wrote this whole piece for us uh, in the USA Today, uh, talking about all this. Right. And do you see what they did? No. They edited out all the parts where she was talking about males. Of course. Yeah. Because, you know, these are transgenders, yeah. right? Female to or male to female Man, okay, trans no. transgenders, yep. who uh, have a male body, right? Uh, male bone bone structure, male muscle also, mass, yeah. uh, all of that kind of stuff, and competing. Against somebody who doesn't naturally have that kind of right, uh, and of course, winning, right? So she's coming in second or third (laughs) to transgenders, and it can and is effectively uh, no longer the fastest girl in the state, according to the records, right? Which is unfair. Oh, for sure. And I think she has a right to talk about that uh, and complain about it. And then the USA Today like edits out her words like that's not it, this so seems like him. you could sue for that um, uh, these are my words yeah, and you went and changed what uh, I said maybe because I don't know
0: there may be some editorial freedom quote unquote given to the publication because that's, you're it's, submitting it to them
1: it's as unethical as all get out it no is matter definitely what.
0: unethical for sure yeah. Um, but so much for empowering women, I guess. Um, (laughs) So for the New York Post, mothers criticize BLM activists for profiting off their dead sons. So this is an Mm. interesting story and definitely go read some of the comments by these mothers. Um, This comes as a reaction to Patrice I guess uh, the director of BLM, who is formally stepping down from the organization.
1: Apparently, nothing to do with her uh, $3.2 million Three point... real estate spree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do with that, y'all. No, That's, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no,
0: no, no. uh, we can't talk about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: we totally but... believe that.
0: <laughs> In another news uh, from the Daily Caller, Donna Brazil has left Fox News. So,
1: oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Apparently, the the former De- Democratic Party chairwoman has left Fox and joined ABC last week, saying that she accomplished what she wanted to at Fox, shifting
1: the Overton Window to the left. Yeah, I'd say she
0: did. <laughs> right. I'd say she did. That's why and, I don't watch uh, Fox anymore. Uh, well, yeah. Well, and that's the the thing. Um, I'm I'm all for diversity and viewpoints um, on the news networks. I'm okay with that. Uh, but
1: except there's not, because you have all these mainstream uh, well, media outlets except for one slightly conservative outlet. Right. Yeah. So no, I get it.
0: But I would rather have that if than that none. Would, if, I mean, the arguments. I wouldn't made. even
1: care. As far as mainstream goes. Right. Let them all rot on the left. I oh, don't care. for sure,
0: and, and that's where it's headed anyway. Yeah. Um,
1: there's no, In my opinion, there's no saving Fox News. We just need to do our own thing, which is why we're here. Right,
0: exactly. Um, but if you remember Sam talking about um, when he saw the DNC and was uh, repulsed by the candidate saying that they were there to make white people shut up, mm-hmm. that was because that Donna Brazile left the position yeah. because of the corruption allegations with Hillary in the 2016 election. hmm um, and so, yeah, kind of bringing that full circle, but, uh, that's why she left the DNC in the first place. Uh, here's a, some news that affects all of us of a certain age, uh, <laughs> and those even older than us. Uh, Eric Carl, the creator of the very hungry caterpillar, has died. And, uh, why don't I remember this? Book. You do remember that if you saw the the caterpillar, you would remember this book. This okay. book has been everywhere since 1969, and it it's oh. one of the best-selling kids' books of all time. Better look it up right now. Uh, he's Eric carl illustrated over 70 books and started that his illustration career and writing oh, career yeah. when he was 40. So, oh, okay, um, it's a pretty now, amazing accomplishment.
1: Are any of those books problematic? Not that I know of. Oh, we should find out so we can buy them up right. and raise a stink so we can make <laughs> right. some money. And make them problematic. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling, I'm telling you. Also, we could probably insert some kind of uh, controversy into them. Oh, yeah. I'm sure.
0: I'm sure. Well, we can find racism everywhere. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm sure. Uh, also in the news, Samuel E. Wright, the voice of Sebastian and the Little Mermaid, has. Also dead at seventy four. Hmm. Um, of note, though, his major songs "Under the Under the Sea" and "Kiss the Girl" were both nominated for Academy Awards,
1: and "Under the Sea" actually won. Um, "Under the Sea" is actually a really clever song. Oh yeah. When you go, if you go and, and just look at the lyrics, right. It's pretty. It's a pretty yeah. clever song. Right? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, and the soundtrack for the Little Mermaid is six times multi-platinum. So that's six million copies sold. So. <laughs>
1: Pretty Memorable soundtrack,
0: oh, yeah. So, this guy, you know, you may not know his name, I didn't know his name, full disclosure. Um, but I know his voice, mm-hmm. and you know, he was involved, everybody knows his voice, for right? Sure. <clears throat> I mean, he was even involved in the original Broadway uh play uh, or release of The Lion King, he played Mufasa. I mean, so this guy in those circles was absolutely very famous, yeah. Also, uh, from TMZ, BJ Thomas, the guy who's saying Hooked on a Feeling. Is dead at seventy eight. So yeah, a lot of celebrity deaths. That's this a week. great song. Oh right, I love that song. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see. Companies can make employees take the COVID vaccine.
1: Yep. Yep. We what? were ta- We've been we've been talking yeah. about this. We were trying to figure out whether this is Crazy. what's going to happen. And according to the uh, EEOC, EEOC. Um, Equal Opportunity uh, Commission. Uh, yeah. Equal employment opportunity. opportunity I I was like, there's another E in there. What is that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it looks like uh, be prepared for your employers to start demanding you take the vaccine. Um, That's that's where we're at now. Apparently, uh, the spirit of HIPAA no longer applies. Again, whether or not this follows the letter of the law or is against the letter of the law, Um, it, it doesn't matter. Remember the spirit of the law is the reason why the law exists, right? The letter of the law is how it's enforced, but the spirit of the law is the reason for its existence. So if it's violating the spirit, um, it's a violation, whether you can enforce it or not. Right. Right.
0: Right. And, uh, in other news,
1: president creepy, uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, here's the quote. Here's the quote. He's he's in the middle of talking, I don't even remember what else, about something else until yeah. he spots this little girl. Oh, uh, and so he says, bad. I love those barrettes in your hair. Man, I'll tell you what, look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there like a little lady with her legs crossed. It, it, I mean, honestly, at this point, at this point, can we just... Except that we've got a pedo in office that's just rubbing it in our face. I mean, I, I don't I think we have to at this like, point. If, it, there's no way that the <laughs> Democrats have not been concerned about his behavior. Oh, right. Someone must have said something to him by now, or they don't care. I, they don't, I don't think they care. Or I, I don't know what, but like, at, you know. They if, definitely don't care publicly
0: what the image looks like. No, they don't. Because, you know, they don't. maybe behind closed doors, but I don't even think. I don't even think, because I, what I think they, the reason, the way that they look at it is this guy is feeble-minded anyway, so mm-hmm. what is me t- saying anything to him going to do? He's just going to do whatever he wants to do because he's probably going to forget what I told him five minutes from now.
1: But he knows he's got this criticism. I don't know, but does he? <laughs> <I don't
0: laughs> because know, if he's either. got something like Alzheimer's or dementia yeah, or something like that, like, he, he could be forgetting things, you know, an hour down the road. Yeah. And so, and and... That's to me, that's where his mind is yeah. is in that, that kind of sick state. but I mean, again, I place the blame at his handlers and his mm-hmm. wife's feet. This yep. is elder abuse. Yep. And something needs to be done. Not I don't but, want the twenty-fourth amendment invoked.
1: But he was a creep but, before he
0: was a absolutely. He was an old guy. Definitely, so, yeah. definitely. But especially now. This is this guy is supposed to be the example of our country and the representative of our country mm. to the rest of the world. This is if this is what our country is, I'm scared to death. <laughs> so <clears throat>
1: So anyway. Why you get local? This right. Is, this, this right here is why you get local. <laughs> Good
0: grief! Uh, sheets is uh, announcing that it's going to accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin for payments at its outlets, which is cool because yeah. I really want to buy some of these sheets because I, I hear that they're yeah. pretty amazing. Uh,
1: what is Bitcoin down to right now? Like last I saw, it was like thirty-three. Like it's really uh, yeah. It's it's taken a significant. It, it took uh, a hit. Dive. And I'm, again, I, like I said before, I'm not worried about it. I'm actually no. glad. it. Oh, no. It went back up to 37. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I looked at it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I look at it every day. I just, I think yesterday it was like 33, but, um, so it's been kind of bouncing around inside yeah. the 30s uh, for the pretty much ever since uh, um, Elon. Elon Musk uh, decided they're no longer going to be accepting accepting Bitcoin, but um I, we're going to keep following Bitcoin news because, yeah. uh, and the reason why is because our goal, and we're going to talk more about this uh, uh, in the local episode, but our goal with this show is becoming uncancelable, and not yeah. just for us, but for everybody. So we're going to talk about how uh, we're going to f- keep an eye on Bitcoin and on crypto, crypto because yeah. that plays into uh, a it plays into the strategy for how you become uncancelable. So yeah.
0: Oh, this interview was amazing. yeah uh, Mark Lam- Mark Lamont Hill, good night if you don't know who he is. just go just go look at an interview yeah. any one of them. It doesn't even matter yeah. uh, to a CRT critic name something positive about being white. So this was a trap. Did you watch the interview?
1: Uh no, I didn't. Oh my goodness. yeah, this but was, uh,
0: this is so bad. But you
1: know what, Mark? Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> so, I'm going to name something uh, positive about being white. Sure. Are you guys ready? Something pop Oh, what is he going to say? Something positive about being white. Not being arrested for being white? Um, here's a, here's, here's something positive about being white. Um, when you are uh, doing a job mm-hmm. and you're receiving credit for that job, mm-hmm. you know that that credit has nothing to do with with your skin color. It's
0: true.
1: That's a positive thing That's about being true. white. And it's not a very positive thing about being black. It has nothing to do with you being black. Right. Like, your skin color doesn't create this. Right. It's the culture of how right. we say, uh, of the, of the, of, the uh, of, of how we treat, you know, black people different from white people. So, right. yeah. You want to talk about a positive thing about being white? That's a positive thing about being white. Yeah. Now, uh, Mark asked, so, I'm just going to ask uh, anybody listening to see if they can come up with something positive about being white without yeah. being uncomfortable with it. Because right. it shouldn't be. There's nothing, no, <laughs> there's nothing there's wrong nothing with, with wrong talking about with the positives of being white. You know what right. I mean? If there are any. Uh, and I think there are some for sure. You yeah. know, uh, white people, I'll name another one white people don't get sickle cell anemia. True. You know, so there That's are. True. And uh, so we're being fair. There are positive things about being black too. Oh, for sure. Uh, but. We should be able to say both without feeling uncomfortable. And I have uh, zero discomfort with with the two things that I've mentioned being positive things about being white. I challenge you guys to do the same thing, and so does Mark Lamont Hill. (laughs) Uh, Let's
0: see. President Joe Biden's nominee, David Chapman, to lead the ATF says... Chipman. Chipman, yeah, Chipman says he supports a ban of the popular AR-15 rifle. But he doesn't know how to define it. He, yeah, but he can't define it. <laughs> so if, yeah. if you look at that exchange with him and Tom Cotton, he can't even define what an AR-15 or an assault rifle is.
1: Remember uh, last year when Biden was in Detroit uh, talking to those auto workers and one of them went up and said, yeah. hey, you're trying to take our guns. He said, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm yep. not. Okay. Come well, on, man. Here's another example of – and and that was a, a heated argument that he got oh, into yeah. with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um. He like and he, and he him, called him. Yeah, he cussed at him. Called him a liar and all this stuff. And he yeah. got too close to him. The guy's like, "Whoa!" And he's pointing in his face and yeah. stuff. He's like, "That's not cool." Right. So he was. The, Biden got aggressive with this guy. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't
0: like to be challenged on his on his gun policy. No, no, he really doesn't. Noticed. He
1: really doesn't. You know. And is... and his advice for people is to just get a shotgun and shoot right. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, uh Joe, that's illegal. <laughs> you can't do that. So. Um, of course, he's coming for your guns. <laughs> yeah. Are we, are, I'm. 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 Again, I'm done with the debate. They say it outright, and then you. Well, and then leftists come along and say, yeah. or Democrats come along and say, no one's coming for your guns. Right. Yeah, they are. Right. He's trying to appoint somebody who wants to ban my gun.
0: Well, right, and not only that, he wants to appoint Beto over uh, another part that of government that's coming for your guns. Mm-hmm. Look at Joe Biden's history from day one in Congress. Essentially, he was against having guns and the the second amendment as it's written so he has a long history of this this is a surprise to nobody who's known him for any length of time so yeah
1: it reminds me too that there was there there was actually a um uh, i got into a debate with somebody about whether or not they're coming to take our guns years ago and i said i said yes they are they're trying to ban the ar-15 they're like yeah but they're gonna do a buyback okay but what if i don't want to (laughs) right well, then somebody will probably come to your house and arrest you. I'm like, yeah, that's coming to take my guns. <laughs> right. <laughs> By definition. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I'm, and and he, he tried so hard to play these semantics, and it's like, this isn't even good faith anymore. <laughs> yeah. You wonder why I say the debate with the left is over. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, gunshots reported at George Floyd Square. A <laughs> person
0: arrives at the hospital minutes later. It's
1: just, it's, 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 I guess it's appropriate, right. really, when you right. think about it. <laughs> it's very poetic. Yeah. I mean, if it happened, like, on MLK Boulevard or something like that, then I'd be right. like, well, that's a shame. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's a shame anyway, but, yeah. but it would, I'd be like, man, that's, that. That's not where that belongs. That kind of thing belongs, you know, anywhere but uh, uh, in a place where we honor somebody who really did something for our, right. cu- our for our culture, for our society, and right. whatever else. Um, but the fact that it happened at George Floyd's Square, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's appropriate.
0: It's appropriate. I mean, the man did stick a gun to the belly of a pregnant woman and, and yeah. threatened to pull the trigger. So gunshots firing
1: are totally in line with yeah, the kind of it's, it kind, kind, kind of, of culture that. Uh, uh, George Floyd contributed to, yeah. so it's appropriate. Yeah, it's sad. It shouldn't happen. Uh, I wish right, there weren't gunshots right. firing like that in yeah, George absolutely. Floyd ska- Square, but it's totally appropriate for the uh, scene. Yeah. Uh, the USA Today edits out the word "male" in a column. That's what we, by... we already talked about. Oh that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That was I. I moved it up. Remember, because because right. we followed. Yeah, up yeah. So
0: so getting into the national news. Oh boy. COVID news, as we love speaking about. I cannot wait until we don't have to cover this crap anymore. I don't I, think that's ever going to come. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit. It, it, um, yeah, The day so, that we
1: never talk about COVID again, I, I just don't think that's ever happening. Well,
0: at least not every stinking week. I'm tired of this being the national narrative. Like, right. Good Lord. It, it, all of this stuff is just stupid drama that really doesn't make yeah. any difference in the lives of anybody except the people involved. So... Anyway, so, uh, let's see. From the New York Times, COVID cases and deaths in the United States dropped to lowest levels in nearly a year. So, hey, welcome to the party, New York Times. We've kind of been talking about this for months now. They probably weren't as high as (laughs) they said. Anyway, did you see, there
1: was a meme. Uh, You remember the meme that showed uh, what happened when suddenly ballots dropped? uh, Oh, yeah. That curve, right? So, there's another one in the other direction. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where the curve is going down and then drops off all of a sudden when, when Biden is elected. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. I haven't seen that. Oh, that's funny.
1: So we're, we're
0: reporting fewer than 30,000 cases a day for the first time since June of last year, and deaths are at the lowest since last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is interesting because of what we're going to talk about. Or wait, no. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is interesting. Because when we get to Rand Paul, we'll talk about this. So this uh, New York Times article reports that more than 61% have re- received at least one shot. But where does this number come from? Because it doesn't come from the CDC, and we'll talk about that in a second. So remember that 61% have gotten one shot, according to the New York Times.
1: Hmm.
0: We're also reporting a 39% decrease in daily cases and a 14% decrease in deaths in the last 2 weeks. So, this is drastically dropping off. This is this speaks to the effectiveness of the vaccines and whatever else. And the fact that, you know, the people who were the si- who were going to get sick from this thing have gotten vaccines, have gotten vaccinated or have gotten the sickness and overcome it and we're just not getting sick anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the experts who spoke with the New York Times were optimistic, but didn't believe the disease would be eradicated, but made manageable like the flu. So to your point, probably never going to completely go away. No,
1: there's going to be too many uh, long-term effects of everything that's happened, and not right. medically, but right. politically. So. Right.
0: So Rand Paul, making the news and COVID news this week, He's saying he's refusing to take the vaccine because he believes his natural antibodies are sufficient protection due to him having had COVID-19. He was diagnosed in March of last year. He was the first senator known to have contracted it. And he says, until they had they show me evidence that people who have already had the infection are dying in large numbers or being hospitalized or getting very sick, I just made my own personal decision that I'm not getting vaccinated because I've already had the disease and I have natural immunity, which is following the science. <laughs> this is the correct view. Um, even if none of the other stuff were true, he made his own personal decision. Why is does the government feel compelled for these people, for us to get the vaccine? Why do they have to feel why do they feel compelled to use money as bribes and things like this to get us the vaccine? Because everybody should be able to make their own decision. So the CDC encourages those who have had the COVID, or who have had COVID to still get the vaccine because it's unknown how long the antibodies can protect you. But that's just for infection. That doesn't take into account a fatal outcome. So, <laughs> <Right>? I mean, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. So here's where, where, remember when I said, remember the 61%? So this is what the CDC is actually reporting. And this is why I don't know where the New York Times number came from. According to the CDC... Thirty-nine point three percent of Americans are fully vaccinated, while forty-nine point four percent have had one dose. That's eighty-eight point seven percent of this country having at least had one shot. Where so the, the New York Times is reporting more than sixty-one percent? So clearly playing politics with the numbers. Um, but why are we not talking about herd immunity anymore when in this conversation? Because if you notice, in the media, the whole herd immunity thing has completely disappeared. 887 of this country has had at least one dose of this vaccine, according to the government. So why in the world are... Like, there is literally... Like, this should be far more sufficient for herd immunity mm-hmm. at this point. So, you know, of course we don't hear anything about that. And then, seemingly, on cue... A large envelope appeared at Rand Paul's home on Monday. He made these comments on Sunday. A large envelope uh, appeared at his house on Monday with white powder, a la the anthrax scares of the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And over the weekend also, we do not it, it's unclear whether this is connected to the envelope or not, but on Sunday, Richard Marks of Right Here Waiting fame tweeted at Rand Paul, or tweeted of Rand Paul, I'll say it again, if I ever meet Rand Paul's neighbor, I'm going to hug him and buy him as many drinks as he can consume. Mm. So this guy is actually condoning violence oh, yeah. against the left politicians. left loves violence. Right. The left loves violence. I mean, Rand Paul had broken ribs and all this other kind of stuff from yep. this guy's assault yep. on him. And so, Richard Marks, not a good looking. They don't him. like
1: overeager protests at the Capitol, but they <laughs> love violence. Right. So
0: uh also the other major news figure and as has been for the last year and a half god he's gotta go i know (laughs) dr fauci america's doctor not dr drew not dr pepper dr fauci might Uh, as well be dr pepper (laughs) he is fauci is now admitting that the lab leak theory is at least a possible
1: explanation as to how the virus got out into the world remember when they called us conspiracy uh, theorists exactly when we were like uh excuse me it seems like this probably came from a lab of course anybody really believe in yeah. this bat soup theory come on even fauci said it was
0: co- basically conspiracy right. a year ago right. in an interview with national geographic yep
1: so so what this tells me is that we need to start <laughs> taking uh right-wing conservative conspiracy theories right, are very, very serious. Uh, apparently. Because, because they've come to be true. Because what these people are revealing is that uh, some of them are, are possible. At least right. one of them is possible. Right. So if that one's possible, I wonder what else that you have uh shut down in right. the past year or so, such as oh, right. election fraud or any of the other COVID exactly. lies that have been told to us, exactly. told to us over the past year so. This is
0: what Fauci said last year. Uh, if you look at the evolution of the virus in bats, and what's out there now is very, very strongly leaning towards this, which is the virus, could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated the way the mutations have naturally evolved. So he's saying absolutely could not have been. And now he's saying, uh, well, it's a possibility because he's too proud to say, yeah, it's probably what happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so, the lab leak theory in the media is now receiving attention after 18 high-profile scientists wrote a letter in Science Magazine calling for an investigation of the same sort. So, apparently,
1: um, uh, according to the the study that had come out, um, the, uh, 19, COVID-19 was created in a lab and they tried to cover their tracks with retroengineering to make it seem like it was naturally yeah. uh, arisen from bats. Uh, right. So, that's the accusation being made. Right. Right. Um, If anybody's shocked, come on. Right, I
0: know. Tell me something that I didn't already think anyway. (laughs) Uh, And because of his seemingly constant reversals on positions, Representative Warren Davidson of of Butler County uh, has proposed the— this is an acronym, it's FIRED Act— And it stands for Fauci incompetence requires early dismissal (laughs) and it calls for Fauci's resignation or firing. But the government can't get rid of its highest paid player. I mean, they need somebody to perpetuate the, you know, the COVID scare and all this other kind of crap. Uh, It's in between Fauci and the CDC. There's really no trusting anything that you hear on TV anymore when regards to COVID. Um and this also comes on the heels of new intelligence coming out that uh, uh, researchers from the Wuhan lab became sick enough that they sought hospital care in November 2019. Mm. Now, if you recall, we had we could have traced it back to December of 2019 uh, last year. But now we're seeing that November was actually where these guys were getting sick with symptoms consistent with COVID-19 and seasonal illness.
1: And if if if, if you go to uh, chronicles, uh, remember C H R O N I K L E S, don't forget the K, chronicles.org, you'll go and find uh, one of the timelines that says Chinese business is shady business. You uh, will see a lot yeah. of uh, lies that were told. Right. Um, so uh, go and check that out. That's if crazy. that doesn't if that doesn't open your eyes, nothing will.
0: Right. How's that for a conspiracy theory? Mm. I mean, (laughs) it's weird when the conspiracy theories become true. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least way more. There's evidence starts being uncovered that makes it seem way more true at at the very least, if you want to be skeptical. So the CDC, this article blew my freaking mind. Uh, The CDC is investigating a small number of adolescents and young adults who have experienced heart problems following receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. Although the CDC also stresses that it's unclear whether or not the vaccine is responsible. Uh, (laughs) So here's the words from the CDC. There have been quote-unquote relatively few reports of myocarditis, which is inflammation of the the heart itself, and most cases appear to be quote-unquote mild. I mean that's normal, right? For uh, adult, for young kids and teens to have heart problems, right? That's totally normal. And coming from a family who has heart problems, like this scares the crap out of me. Yeah. You know because I'm susceptible to it myself. So again, you know this is this is crazy that we're talking about kids who are having heart issues being a relatively few in number and mild cases. Like this should not be happening. Uh, and this is the actual vaccine that is causing this. Apparently, is the mRNA vaccine by Pfizer and Moderna are potentially the
1: here's ones. here's something worth asking for 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 those of you who maybe like me are just just don't understand a lot of the technicalities as it relates to vaccines and all that kind of stuff. I think a question just worth asking. Yeah. Uh, based off of the pattern of behavior that we know of with the government, with the CDC, with all of these people. Yep. Let's just say they did discover that there was something wrong with these vaccines. I'm not suggesting there is. I don't know. I don't know anything about anything about this stuff Um, other than I'm suspicious and right. But let's just say they discovered that there is a serious problem or might be a serious problem. Right. How do you think they would handle that? Would they right. come right out and say, oh, hey, guys, let's put a stop to everything real quick before you get any more vaccinations. We may have come across a very serious problem. If you've gotten a vaccine, come and talk to us. We need to take a look at it. You know what I mean? Well, they already did that, did that would once.
0: Be, that would be. What do you mean? They stopped it a couple of weeks ago. We talked about um, or about a month ago mm-hmm. when those people were having uh, blood clotting issues. They stopped. The,
1: no, yeah, I understand that. I understand that, but but,
0: but that was the that was the Johnson Johnson, but vaccine that was also. The, that was Johnson and Johnson doing it. Yeah, right. No, that was the government stopping Johnson Johnson from no. distributing and, and administering.
1: Yeah, All right. well, maybe I stand corrected there, but, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I just I, no, think, it, I think my, my overall point. point is is I, I've seen them. Li- I mean, maybe that yes, maybe. Maybe we can expect them to uh, tell the truth sometimes, but when it doesn't work out in their favor to tell right. the truth, what can you expect somebody like exactly. CDC to do? I think that's really the question to ask. Well, as and, it relates to these again, two, that's not to say that you should not. No one should ever take the vaccine. I'm not in a position to tell anybody that stuff. Um, but uh, as far as understanding the motives of these people, right? I think I think you have to ask the question and oh, be very sure. suspicious. For sure.
0: Well, and two, um, that kind of you you kind of wonder will they ever actually truthfully make a connection to the virus or the vaccine, even if it did exist Mm -hmm. in the public, at least in the public square. So, you know, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, The symptoms talking about this, the symptoms are more common in males typically occur after the second dose and show up about four days after the vaccination. So if you have kids who have gotten this, I mean, we talked the other week that, The Pfizer vaccine, which is one of the ones potentially causing this issue, was approved for those as young as 12 years old. So if you've had your kids get the vaccine and they've experienced some issues, maybe be a little bit more sensitive to that kind of stuff and watching out for them. Uh, Also, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas put his foot in his mouth, uh, or maybe... He said the quiet part out loud, <laughs> potentially, uh, when he said that the U.S. is taking a very close look at the possibility of vaccine passports for international travel. Uh, the DHS spokesperson later said that they're backtracked. There's no such thing in the U.S. And uh, some of the European Union Asian governments are already in the process of developing these vaccine passports to, quote-unquote, help kickstart international travel. All right, last section of of COVID news. So we can finally move on from this, uh, (laughs) for today, (laughs) for the day. Yeah. Um, Idaho is a freaking train wreck right now. (laughs) So this story is actually really funny. Uh, Idaho governor, Brad little repealed an executive order, banning mask mandates across the state, just 24 hours after the lieutenant governor had issued it while the governor was out of town. (laughs) So the lieutenant governor was acting as temporary governor, uh, and she issued the mask mandate statewide.
1: Huh.
0: And he repealed that a day later when he came back. So, Governor Little uh, slammed her name. It's Leslie, I think, McGeechan. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. But uh, he slammed his lieutenant governor issuing the executive order as an irresponsible, self-serving political stunt that subverted the decisions of local officials and the people of Ohio. Or Idaho, rather. <laughs> uh, the people of Idaho. Uh Governor Little has repeatedly declined to issue a statewide mask mandate, even amid the worst of the COVID-19 death toll in Idaho. However, he's long argued that individuals, cities, counties, and school districts should make decisions on face coverings they feel best for for their own communities, which is the right choice, honestly. Mm-hmm. Don't get the federal or state government involved in things that they shouldn't be involved in. Let the people make their own decisions. I'm all for that. Yeah. Um,
1: I still don't think even a local government has a right to tell people, force people to wear masks. However, at least in that situation, if you are uh, in that kind of a local environment, uh, you you have more options to move. It's easier for you to get somewhere else where your rights are more protected in the way you see fit, which is the way this was all supposed to be. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Imagine that. We designed it that way to begin with. Um, and these two are running against each other in the next gubernatorial election. They're, they're both Republicans. So <laughs> this is kind of uh, an interesting story, <laughs> to say the least, in Idaho. Because, I mean, what else comes out of there but potatoes? Um, here's another interesting one. A Florida concert promoter is getting creative with new ways to encourage his community to get vaccinated. At an upcoming punk rock concert, he'll be charging $18 for tickets to people who are vaccinated and a thousand dollars to those who aren't so i guess i'm just not going to the concert then. right i was going to say i don't really believe that this is the world even if i
1: was vaccinated like i'm not rewarding that right
0: like this is not the world's most intelligent business move i'm just going to throw that out there (laughs) um but and on top of that if someone were to buy the thousand dollar ticket they'd be treated it's general admission they'd be treated just like everybody else nothing special. Um, but they would be treated just like everybody else except for the ticket price. Yeah. <laughs> so you know it's not really discrimination you know mm-hmm. or whatever else. Um, and so far not a single ticket's been sold and the individual's vaccine record card will have to be shown in order to prove uh, uh, the uh, that they've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, Once again, young adults attending these shows are not the population segment that has been shown to be the transfer of the disease. This is just more manipulation tactics by people. And so also in stupid COVID news, um, a Tennessee woman was arrested this week after authorities say she drove her SUV through a COVID-19 vaccination tent, nearly hitting several people while yelling no vaccine from the car. 36 um, year old woman was charged with seven felony accounts of reckless endangerment and released on $21,000 bond
1: Yeah, so, just proves that our site has assholes too right
0: exactly and I, that was my point with even yeah. talking about the story was I understand that you may be against this stuff but why are you don't don't claim my side in this, like, because it you're not is, doing us any favors. It you're just, just is being what idiots. it is. I mean, yeah, yeah
1: you're, you're going to get that. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, there's almost no avoiding it. Right. So,
0: moving on to the other big story of the last two weeks, the January 6th commission. Uh, <laughs> in a move that surprised absolutely nobody. Uh, senator Mitt Romney is the first GOP senator that he would vote to say that he would vote for the January sixth commission bill if it were if it were up for vote. Uh, he he wasn't asked how he would vote on the final passage of the House bill uh, because it would it would only need a simple majority. But he did say that he would uh, if Chuck Schumer brought it to a vote on the Senate floor that he's going to vote for it. They only need, they need 60 votes to defeat a filibuster on the bill, so he would be, they would need, you know, uh, nine more in addition to him in order to do that, so.
1: This, this I mean, this commission, rocky. first off, again, we've said this before, this this whole January 6th commission is all about putting this whole story on the level as, of nine eleven as if it belongs there and it doesn't. Right. Um, I'm going to say again, as I have been saying for the past several weeks now, the January 6th Incident was barely a riot. It right. was not insur- an, an insurrection. No. It was, at worst, an overeager protest where nobody was killed by the protesters. Not one person died right. because of the protesters. And
0: we'll talk about that in a second, actually, a little bit. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> this article from uh, Upworthy, I think it is, talking about AOC uh has revealed that she's receiving therapy because of the January sixth riot. So, if you want to read a piece that is just How's that pure, for yeah, if you want to read a piece that is just purely gaslighting, uh, read this article. Yeah. It's it's just crazy. But I'm gonna read you the words from the article because I cannot like I can't even say this with a straight face. Uh, um, AOC has bravely revealed that she is focusing on her mental health after living through the trauma of the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol building. AOC's admission that she is doing therapy to help her her process the incident is powerful because it shows that even one of the country's most prominent leaders needs to take time for their mental health. And AOC, if you remember, said... After the event that Wednesday was an extremely traumatizing event and it was not an exaggeration to say that many members of the house were nearly assassinated. No exaggeration whatsoever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Look, Cortez, um, we we, uh, we we we've been challenging your mental health for long <laughs> right. before the January 6th incident. So was she even I thought she wasn't even there.
0: That was, I've re- wasn't I re- she like another building? Yeah, I read reports that that was the case. I don't know the validity of yeah. any of it, but yeah, I mean, there She's was such a drama queen, right? I was gonna say anything to be in the headlines, yeah. is is it? Um, so this is another interesting one, um, talking about Joe Manchin from MSNBC. It's actually from the Rachel Maddow blog, so you can kind of see where this is going, but. You kind of see the attitude of the Democrats kind of turning their ire more towards Joe Manchin in this. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it reads, as the Senate Republicans prepared to kill the bipartisan plan for a January 6th commission, Senator Joe Manchin was seen on the chamber floor having a tense conversation with minority leader Mitch McConnell. And here's a Manchin quote. Mitch McConnell makes it extremely difficult. The commission is something this country needs. There's no excuse. It's just pure, raw Politics and that's just so so disheartening. It it really really is disheartening. I never thought I'd see it up close and personal that politics could trump our country, and I'm going to fight to save this country. So that's Joe man What Joe Manz said about that incident. He didn't say what exactly they were talking about or whatever else. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a tense situation. But here is where the blog kind of. Uh, like i said turns its ire more towards joe manchin says the only responsible way forward so you got to pay attention to the wording here because words matter the only responsible way forward is for Manchin to consider the implication of today's lesson if 10 senate republicans won't accept a bipartisan plan excuse me for a january 6 commission after they endorsed the idea and accepted democratic concessions why in the world would anyone think GOP officials would work in good faith toward a sensible agreement on infrastructure and voting rights and immigration and literally every other meaningful impo- meaningful policy dispute under the sun? So, again, don't debate with them anymore. Ram it through. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm of the opinion. Do it. Yeah. Because guess what? At the end of the day, just like with Obamacare, you're going to be the only ones with the bad... The blame, you're going to be the only ones because, and the few Republicans if they go on board with it, yeah, because there is the, nothing in Congress is going to be bipartisan at this point, there, there's no such thing anymore, honestly. You can you can agree to a, a bipartisan quote unquote bipartisan bill and committee and all this other kind of stuff, but as far as passage goes, I don't see I, it, almost zero bills in the future that are going to be bipartisan, or if you could even label them that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
1: so Well, and, and I, I'll, I'll say just, I mean, I feel like I keep reiterating this point, but the, the reason not to vote for this commission yeah, is because voting for the commission acknowledges that the incident on January 6th was something that it wasn't. Right. And that's why... Uh, it shouldn't pass. Right. That's why it shouldn't have passed. I'm why I'm glad it. I'm glad it didn't because it's 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 acknowledging that and that. Right. So in that sense, uh, Mansion is right. It is raw politics on the yeah. part of the Democrats and the Rhinos. Right. Because it's all about forcing the rest of the Republicans to stand up and either say, Yeah, we're going to acknowledge that this was an insurrection. Right. Or not. Which is effectively what that vote looks like to anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right, Manchin. It is politics on y'all's part.
0: Right. Right. And so Senate Republicans blocked the bill, creating com- the commission on you know, the January 6th oh, good. attack. Six Republicans, however, voted to advance the bill. And this involves some of our local politicians, mm-hmm. or a local politician. Uh, Senators Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman. <laughs> Mitt Romney and Ben Sass all voted to advance the bill.
1: I can't wait for Portman to go. So he's got yeah, to go.
0: I've lost all but I've lost basically all
1: respect for Rob Portman. He's, at this point. he's horrible. All he's but horrible.
0: all five, like five of these six, all but Portman voted to convict President yeah. Trump on the impeachment charge. So it's not a surprise with the other five, but Portman switched sides. Um, And then Senator Pat Toomey wasn't present for the vote due to a family commitment, but said in a statement that he would have also supported advancing the measure as well. So that would have been seven. They needed ten. It still wouldn't have passed. But the fact that these Republicans are jumping ship on the rest of the party kind of is worrisome because, you know what other issues are you going to jump ship on You know, because there's always a margin before they ever bring up a vote. They always have the discussions behind the scenes and everything else of, of who we have and who we don't have and who we can flip. And so, you know, them being at six votes, that's more than half of what they need. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be too hard to get the other four or five, you know, that they would like to have on other issues. So it's kind of concerning. Um, and then the last segment of uh, the January 6th stuff, this is quote-unquote victim appeals to the GOP uh, from the mother and partner of Brian Sicknick. Now, quote-unquote victim because he died, but he, there is no evidence to suggest that he died as a cause, as, a, as related to the January
1: 6th. In fact, all evidence to the contrary. Riots. Right,
0: right. Um, but you would never know that if you listen to the words of his mother, which is why you need to read the article too. Um, because she flat out says that he was, he died protecting the people inside the Capitol, which is absolutely not true. Yeah. I'm sorry for your Um, loss, but just
1: because you're going through a a traumatic situation doesn't mean you get to lie like this. And it's just a lie. And, and, and we have... we have to push back against it. I'm sorry right. that yeah, you're in this no. position, but you're putting us in a position to have to push back against right. your lie. Uh, don't want to have to do that, but uh, yeah, you decided to insert yourself into it, this discussion. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, because we know Sicknick suffered two strokes and died of natural causes a day after mm-hmm. he the riot, quote-unquote... Uh, the district, district of Columbia's chief medical examiner ruled last month that you know it was natural causes. So, yep. uh, his mother said in a statement that this and this kind of shows you where his mom is on this. Again, I understand the grief associated with and the pain associated with having to be put in this situation, but. At the same time, you are responsible, and I, I personally will hold you responsible for the things that you say, especially yep. in public. If you're going to say them in the public square, I'm going to hold you accountable to them, yep. just like I would expect anybody
1: to do the same to me. I'm going to be um, as sensitive as I can, but you can't just lie like exactly. that and expect that we're going to not say something and react exactly. And, uh, I know that means that uh, there's a target on us for that kind of thing or a target sure. on our side for, for for reacting to that, which is exactly the point. That's why they prop up right. uh, people like this, people like the uh, 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 mothers of uh, supposed victims of uh, police, police brutality, brutality and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's for that reason is, yep. is is to push politics and push an agenda. And this is push. This whole commission is about pushing an agenda. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not, we're not, we simply not going to listen to it and, and not react and yeah. not challenge it. Right,
0: so. exactly. Um, and his mom said in a statement that her son and his fellow police officers, quote, fought for hours and hours against those animals. So again, words matter. Mm-hmm. Against the animals who are trying to take over the Capitol building and no, were and right and our democracy no, as weren't. we know it. Not having a January 6th commission to look into exactly what occurred is a slap in the faces of all the officers who did their jobs that day. Because of what they did, the people in the building were able to go home that evening and be with their families. Brian and many others ended up in the hospital. I suggest that all congressmen and senators who are against this bill visit my son's grave in Arlington National Cemetery. And while there, think about what their hurtful decisions would will do to those officers who will be there for them going forward.
1: I've seen nothing to suggest that uh, if they had gotten to any politicians while the protesters were in there, that they were going to do anything to them. Right. They might have stood there and yelled at them and protested and done, you know. Right. But I've seen nothing to suggest. Well,
0: the the implication is made when uh, several of them have the zip cuffs and whatever else. But, again... You could have that stuff. There's there's a difference in possessing something like that and then using something like that. Hmm. So just because you possess it doesn't mean you're actually going to use it. It's you know you can make the argument well you know you wouldn't have brought it if you didn't intend to use it. Okay, fine. But now we're getting into mind reading and all this other kind of stuff and the intentions of the individual, which is yeah. a,
1: Also, which one of them are BLM or Antifa? Well, exactly. We already we already know some of them are
0: exactly. <clears throat> so I mean, yeah, I I get that you are in pain and that you are grieving, but uh, maybe the best decision would be to stay out of the public square with this. You might just be too close to the mm-hmm. issue at hand when uh, when you talk about this. Yep. That would be my recommendation, but who am I, right? Yep. Uh, and then the other major story of the week, the Israel-Hamas conflict. Uh, so on Fox News, uh, Mark Regev, Regev, I don't know. Uh, he's an advisor to the Isra- Israeli Prime Minister, Bibi Netanyahu. Said, ultimately, in the operation, we gave Hamas a heavy blow. We dismantled a large part of their terrorist military machine. We took out part of their leadership. We hit com- their command and control. Hopefully, they will think twice, even three times, before they strike at Israel again. So, this is um, Fox interviewing him with, uh, after the ceasefire and him kind of recounting the military operation over there and the success that Israel had in all of that. Um, but then he goes and he starts attacking Israel's critics, which namely in this country have been the quote-unquote squad, uh, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, and Ilhan Omar. Um, and <laughs> so he suggested that Israel's resp- or the critics suggested that Israel's response was not proportional to the terrorist threat. So, apparently now we need equity in war. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, read a book about war. There, None of this ever exists. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, this is uh, Rajev's quote, or what he said about... Hamas. He said they were firing thousands of rockets on our civilian population. They were trying to murder our people in their homes. We were defending ourselves. They were firing out of schools. They were firing out of built-up areas. They were firing out of homes, out of mosques, even out of playgrounds. And we talked about this last week, that Mm -hmm. this is what Hamas does.
1: Well, and that brings up a question. Uh, Those critics who are suggesting that there wasn't a proportional response to Hamas's uh, uh firing uh firing of missiles on their are, are you suggesting that this is a lie? Right. Like are you saying that they that I mean I don't know. I maybe maybe it was a lie. Just I mean show me the evidence I want right, to yeah. see. Are you saying that Hamas wasn't firing right. missiles or indiscriminately uh, uh, indiscriminately <laughs> on civi- on Israeli so, civilian homes uh from schools. Yeah. And if that was happening then Yeah, I'm having a little bit of trouble (laughs) uh, finding anything wrong with the reaction to just bomb them right back. Right. You know, outside of the larger discussion of territory and all that kind of stuff, sovereignty and all that kind of stuff, just in terms of that simple fact right there. If it's not proportional, uh, I'd like you to explain that because I don't understand how it's not proportional.
0: Right. Well, not only that. Well, the, the the proportionality argument comes from, well, mil- Israel is an actual military. Hamas is just a bunch of homegrown terrorists. Well, okay, fine. But when you are the lesser of the two sides, always picking the fight with the military mm-hmm. on the other side, I really don't have that much sympathy for you because yeah. you picked the fight. This is like the bully picking a fight with the kid that's going to punch him back in the nose or the, the kid who... In his spare time, is going to is well versed in Brazilian jiu jitsu. The bully doesn't know it, and then that yeah. kid just comes and and takes the bully out. I don't have that much sympathy for you.
1: Which again, the question the question <laughs> comes: uh, Are you saying that they didn't pick this fight? I'd like to see the end. Right. Exactly. You
0: know? I mean, if the if if that is your stance, prove it. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for listening, but prove it because yeah. we have history that shows that. Israel does not go picking fights with other people. They just kind of want to exist where they're at and just be left alone, typically. Um, not to say that they can't be aggressive, but typically the case, especially when in regards to Hamas and, and that whole area, um, they don't go picking fights. And so Rajev also said, people need to understand Hamas is not just Israel's enemy. Hamas is the enemy of everyone who wants to see peace and reconciliation in our part of the world. They are a brutal jihadist terrorist group. No one should make excuses for them um, in regards to all these things. So, mm-hmm. it, this is just a, an ongoing saga of conflict in the Middle East. For the past, what, 70 years or so? Oh, no. This has been going on for thousands of well, years. Well, I, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> since the beginning of but, Israel's... Uh, but, yeah, it's, founding, I mean, is what I yeah mean. as a modern nation, yeah. Uh, yeah, for like the last 70 years, Israel's... And I cannot fathom... The argument that Israel is not allowed to defend itself, that that is the most absurd argument to me. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what the proportionality argument is saying is, well, they're allowed to fire rockets because you're an industrialized nation. You're, you know, de facto government. Well, okay, fine. But that those people still have a right to defend themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the argument's lost on the people that make that argument. Reality's lost on the people that make the proportionality argument. So, anyway, that wraps up national news for the week.
1: That was a lot. Yeah, it was. Good lord.
0: Yeah, my jaw's tired. Yeah, I bet.
1: <laughs> I was just letting you run that one because I'm like, I don't know. I've, I've I've got a lot to go over today on on the local stuff as it is. You know, the last thing I need is. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to help spread the word,
0: please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and every other major podcast platform, including YouTube. Thanks for listening. Be sure to come back tomorrow for our local news segment. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to be a part of the show, reach out to us at CancelledOutPodcast at gmail.com. Cancelled Out is produced, directed, edited, and mixed by Scott and Max. All sourcing information can be found on our show notes at Chronicles.org or in the link in the episode description on our site, canceledout.com. Cancelled Out is a Scott and Max production, copyright 2021.